Welcome to the One Bottle of Wine podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Anissa. And tonight, we're committing crimes. So, before we get into the wine, just like last episode, we are drinking a wine that was generously gifted to us with a paired cupcake. XOXO Cake Boutique is the mastermind behind this pairing. They're a small local business, and we will tag them on our Instagram so that you can easily taste these cupcakes with us. So on that note, Emily, do you want to tell us a little bit more about tonight's wine and cake pairing? Ooh, yes. Cupcake pairing. Yeah, cake, cupcake, I mean. It's the same thing. It's the same. (laughs) Okay, so tonight we're pairing the 19 Crimes Red Cali Blend with the triple chocolate cake made with milk, semi, and dark chocolate. It has a dark chocolate ganache and a vanilla buttercream. Mm. So that's the cupcake we're going to be enjoying. A little more about the wine. It's a 19 Crimes wine, which these are some of my favorite wines because there's an app that actually goes with these bottles where if you scan the picture of the bottle, it will bring the bottle to life and actually show you a talking face as if your bottle is has the face on it that's talking to you. And it's it's narrating their crime. Wow. So each different bottle of wine and each different type of wine has a different face on it of an actual criminal and about a crime that they've done. This one is Snoop Dogg's. <laughs> so I have What been, could Snoop Dogg, high as hell, be telling us his crime is? I have been dying to try this wine for a long time. I'm What's the so, app called? I'm pretty sure it's just called 19 Crimes. Um, I'm not positive, but it's, if you look up 19 Crimes, you'll definitely see an app somewhere that's uh, with it. Anyway, so this this is a red blend. Um, it's a little bit on the bolder side, according to Vivino. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and pour a little bit for each of us so we can give it a taste with our cupcake. So I already poured yours. Um, I'm going to pour myself a little bit so we can both taste it. Mm. All right, let's see. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. That is. It's good, That tastes like Snoop Dogg made it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like I'm getting... Definitely red fruits, so raspberry. It's a, it's a typical red blend, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's a little bit for me. It's a little bit more on the dry side, a little bit more on the acidic side. Yeah, I feel like I would give it a seven. Yeah, I think that I would give it a seven too. Yeah. I've had better red blends, in my opinion. I mean, the price point is on par. It's about twelve dollars a bottle. Yeah. Um, the Vivino ratings give it a 3.6. I'm, you know, if it was on a scale of, I guess it's four, five here. Mm-hmm. If it was on a scale of five, I'd give it like a 3.6. But on a scale of 10, which we've been doing all of our other ratings, I think I'd, I'd give it a seven as well. Yeah, so I, in the Vivino app too, um, it actually ranks among the top 12% of wines in the world and in the top 10% of wines in California, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um. It says it pairs well with veal, poultry, beef, and lamb. So for, I mean, meat. <laughs> like Have some meat. Well, let's meat. see what it pairs well with with on our cupcake. Okay, so we're doing this. The, we have the chocolate cupcake. The chocolate cupcake. cupcake. I'm not a huge chocolate cupcake person, but this oh, looks delicious. I love chocolate cupcakes. So um, keep, okay. you know. Let's get into it. Mm. I wish you could hear us chewing on this. Oh, my gosh. That's good. It's not overly rich. No, it's like the perfect It has balance. a little bit of like a, do you see this um, black, like 
frosting before the frosting. Yeah, I, I'm, it's, it's almost like, tastes almost fudgy, but uh-huh. it's, it's like just the slightest bit. Oh. It's so good. Heather, It's lady. a dark chocolate, oh, it's the dark chocolate ganache, that's what it is. Mm. That's what I'm tasting. Mm-hmm. I'm tasting a little bit of dark chocolate, mm-hmm. not too much of like the milk chocolate sweetness, Mm-mm. and then the top mm. frosting, buttercream, Perfect. 10 out of 10. In terms of, yeah. If you want something that's not going to like, given these are mini, so I'm not having like a huge cupcake. But even so, like I've, I've can compare it to other places that I've had cupcakes where I'm like, I need water immediately. Yeah. It's not so rich that you're like dying of thirst. It's like the perfect little bit of sweet. They're definitely not overly sweet, which I can really, really appreciate. And I'm going to just give her a shout out for the great pairing with the two, too, because Honestly, this red blend is pairs very well. You know what? Actually, Vivino did say, too, that there were notes of chocolate in it. Mm-hmm. And at first, I didn't really taste that. But now that but I'm you've eating had the chocolate with it, I can definitely taste that. Like, it, it just matches so well. Yeah, so good. Well, thanks again, XOXO Cake Boutique, for that delicious cupcake for us. We can't um, wait to taste the one next week. And for the wine. I mean... This has been a great little partnership we have. Okay, so for this week's topic, we decided that we were going to just play it off of the wine that we're drinking tonight. So, you know, Emily loves true crime. Love it. Listens to podcasts all the time, watches it. Like, it's just her thing. I like it. It's, but I have to, I'm more of like, I have to be in the mood for it. So we thought we'd bring that to the table a little bit and give you some recommendations, some podcasts podcasts that we like to listen to, particularly Emily. I think she's going to go more into depth than I will. But um, Em, do you want to tell us the first recommendation you have? Yeah, sure. We have we do have a variety of yeah. recommendations, so it's not just like these really hard to listen to like horrible crime podcasts. There are a lot of really good true crime podcasts out there. So um, we gave you a mixture just to hit sort of every true crime level of interest. Mm -hmm. So the very first one is a more lighthearted one. It's one of my favorites to listen to, and it is called My Favorite Murder. Um, It's two women who talk, they pick a murder each week or a crime each week. They talk about it. Um, They've been very successful. They do a lot of talking themselves in the beginning, so they like to catch up or just like to talk about what they're doing. Um, And there's a lot of people who will skip through that just to get to the meat. But it is it is easy to listen to. Um, it's like one of the it's it's more mindless. Like you don't have to be listening to all the details mm-hmm. of it. So that is definitely one that I would say is a good starting point if you've never really dabbled into true crime podcasts before. So I tried that one. In all honesty, I could not do it. It was like it's just not for everyone. And unless you start maybe from the beginning and get to know the like the people, then you will understand some of like the newer episodes but you know Emily's been trying to get me to listen to it for like a really long time (laughs) it's definitely an acquired taste for sure an acquired taste like I know people either love it or they don't like it at all yeah so give it a try if you don't like it no hard feelings yeah (laughs) okay well then on that one my favorite one is I think like the polar opposite because it is straight to the point it has really good storytelling it's not overly gruesome it has a variety of episodes like from murder to missing to you know unsolved all of that and it's crime junkie and it has two hosts 
Um, the main host is Ashley and I love her because she just kind of like lays it out to you. She's like, all right, so this is what happened. This is how it happened. Here's what we know. Here's what we don't know. And like, if I'm being honest, um, you've listened to it, right? Mm -hmm. I listen to it a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, you might agree with me, but my favorite ones on that are the murdered ones. Yeah, I don't like the unsolved. Ones. I can't stand the missing. I'm like, the okay, missing cool. Is, is so hard. I'm like, I I want to know. Like, yeah, I get like, you know, you need to express all that out there, but it's like, how, what, like, that's all we know, right? Right. I will <laughs> like, say, no that, one's guilty. Yeah, they do a really good job too of bringing in like Crime Stoppers and think they mention a lot of ways that if anyone who's listening knows about especially the unsolved or the missing cases right they do a really good job of giving you the resources that if you were to happen to stumble upon their episode and listen to it and know something about that case that you have a tangible place to go to like give that information to hopefully help so I do like that they use their platform well and effectively like that yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, they've grown a lot, mm-hmm. you know, since I started listening to them. And you have like a lot of different cases and they take in, you know, recommendations. Like if you know of something or if you're curious about something and you heard about it, they go and do their research, their due diligence and like find out all the information and then spread it through their platform, which is also really, really, really cool. Yeah. So um, what's the next one? Okay, so the next one, it may be my favorite of the – uh, like similar similar to a cereal. I hate, I know everybody kind of knows about cereal and we'll touch about on cereal a little bit later. Um, but in, in the way where it is the whole eight episodes or however many episodes there are, they're focusing on one story. They're focusing on the overall crime um, of the Boston Stranglers. So it's called Stranglers. There is a theory that there were there was not just one strangler; that there was actually multiple. It's like widely known that it's always been called the Boston Strangler, as if it was just one. But because of the difference in victims, they're really convinced that there may have been more than one, and there may have been a copycat operating as well. Wow. Um, but the the thing I love about that podcast is it's it's beautifully done, and it's. So it does such a good job of bringing the victims a voice and like bringing the victims to light and and letting you know where these victims were, what they were doing. It it just gives you a really good picture where it focuses more on the victims than on the terrible people committing these crimes. And That's I think good. we glorify people who commit crimes way too much, and then the victims get forgotten about. So mm-hmm. I just I really love that one because it they did such a good job of getting to know the victims and their friends and their family and like the people in their lives. Yeah, I haven't, um, I yeah. haven't heard of that one. Or, I mean, I've heard of it, but I haven't listened to it. That's a good one if you need, like, something to listen to on a long car ride or airplane or something like that. Mm-hmm. I may even listen to it again. Like, I, it's been a while since I've listened to it now where I feel like I may have forgotten some so of the like stuff. it's like a one-season thing? Basically, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So a little different than the ones that we've been talking about before. Because yeah. I know that my favorite murder and crime junkie are just, like, ongoing. Yep. Like, each each episode sometimes they'll do like one or two like two episodes for one topic yep but it's usually like two episodes and that's it yeah yeah um okay so the next one I feel like everyone kind of knows about at least the tv show aspect of it and it's Dateline um the podcast itself is very much like the tv show it does and handles everything pretty much the same way um except for you're only listening to the audio and you're not actually listening to anything else um it you know, it has like current events and classic episodes. 
So it, it just kind of draws you into the mysterious aspect of it. And it, it's really powerful. And like it goes into depth on the crime. And most of the time those have a nice ending yeah I'd say for the most part those are like solved, solved yeah they have a resolution the for ki- us a nice ending is solved <laughs> the killer's in jail yeah. like there's you know there's usually a bow on top at the end of it mm-hmm. um but yeah I think that one when I've listened to it I almost think it's it is the show right. and they've just taken the audio from the show yeah it, where you don't need to watch where it's just like right yeah it's a lot easier yeah yeah I like the show too I'm not gonna lie but Sometimes, like you said, I mean, we started a podcast because we think that they're great and whoever invented them is a genius. True. So <laughs> True. Uh, okay. Okay, the next one is for all of you out there who are, are like experienced true crime people who want to know the deep, dark details of, of just really, really horrific crimes. And it's called Sword and Scale. Uh, it, it really, really digs into the most graphic detail that you could ever think of in a crime. I have to take breaks sometimes from listening to that. I haven't listened to it in a while just because it's one of those that they will play 911 calls. They will play audio that they may have from crimes. They may ha- it, like it it's very it can be really hard to listen to. Um but for those people who want to know all of that stuff, they like need to know those details, this would be a perfect one for you. It's definitely, it's on the darker side though. So it's, it's in-depth, but it's it can be really dark. Yeah, and this one's been around for a very long time. I think it was like one of the first original podcasts to ever be released. Yep. And it has like over 200 plus episodes. So you, if, you, you, if you're in the mood to binge and like having a really dark day or whatever, it it's definitely one of those, like you said, long car rides. I know you listened to it a lot when you were driving yeah. um, before, like for work and stuff. So definitely one of those that it takes, you know, it's going to make, it's going to have you thinking. Yeah. Okay. What's the next one? So the next one's actually, to my knowledge, the first podcast ever. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, I listened to the Sword and Scale first episode and I think they compete with um serial on this one but serial is the one that i'm referring to this is the first podcast i ever listened to um and it only has a couple seasons but it basically tackles um you know it spends the entire season actually the first and second season spend the entire season talking about one topic and it's just broken down into episodes i think it's and just then- the first season no, because Bo Bogart or whatever is the oh, second season. Oh, it's yeah. all oh I, see what you see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the first season talks about Adnan and his crime. Yep. The second season talks about Bo Bogart um, and that crime. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is a series of different crimes in Cleveland. Oh, I see. Okay. Which, see, I actually didn't know that because I could yeah. not get into the second season. Yeah. So I didn't really like the second season as much as I loved the first one. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved the first one. I got into it. I recommended it to everyone I knew. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is so worth listening because of how well it's explained. It's more of like, again, you know, from A to Z, you get everything and then it's broken into like relevance. There's interviews, Mm -hmm. there's conversations. It's like, you know, and then you're left to kind of conclude on your own. And then the second season, I listened to maybe three episodes and it just was not the same. Um, and then the third one, I actually listened to the whole thing too. And that one was basically, um, I think she went and interviewed and studied on the Cleveland justice system Mm -hmm. And how it's like flawed 
And so there was different cases that you went around, like mm. that she talked about. So it was different stuff, the same concept, the same topic, the same idea for the entire season, but different crimes. Yeah. And like different points. Yeah. So anyway, I loved that one. And it, you know, if you're getting into podcasts, um, I don't know if you're getting into podcasts, I don't know how you landed on this episode of ours, but <laughs> if you're getting into true crime podcasts, Serial is definitely a great one to uh, start with. Yeah. And if you're not familiar with the case, the Adnan Syed case, it, it there's more than just that podcast about it now. They've got documentaries where they actually interview him and there's a lot of Did you other... watch the Hulu series thing? I did, yeah. I didn't watch it. I started it and I forgot about it and now I just remembered. Yeah, it's They've... good. There's another, there's a whole other podcast too that they took after the, his cousin was, is a lawyer and was doing a lot of law, like advocating for him on his behalf mm-hmm. um and not a uh, spoiler alert sorry i should <laughs> spoiler alert that he's in jail um <laughs> but yeah she started her own podcast i cannot remember right now what the name of it is but she works with another lawyer where they're they're trying to like give all a, a lot more detail on the facts of his case so um, um yeah do, do you think he did it i personally don't think he did it do you i do not yeah. I don't know who did it, but I don't think it was him. Yeah. I don't think it was him either, which is crazy to me. Um, but, you know. There is also, by the way, um, an inf- infamous episode on Crime Junkie about Adnan, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. There's a lot of... They've, there have been a lot of crossovers where oh, they sure. address that case, so... Okay, uh, the last one that I have on our list, which we we try to keep it short and sweet. Again, like if you know me and you're ever looking for a recommendation, please feel free to just text me or find us on social media and ask in our inbox at One Bottle of Wine Podcast on Instagram. I'm happy to provide any additional recommendations based on your personal wants and needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our last one is a show called Criminal. Um, this one is, it covers a lot of different kinds of crimes, so not solely focused on murder, but there have been ones about fraud. There are ones about these these really bizarre kind of crimes, but she does a really good job of talking to either the criminal themselves or their families or their friends or the victim. Like, she, she's a really good journalist and is able to actually bring the people who are involved in either the crime or the victim's um, and and get like firsthand accounts of things, which is, is just really well done. And and she makes the episodes very short and easily digestible. So that one is another, I would say, more lighthearted, not super dark and scary, uh, and just one that's easy to listen to. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, you know, we touched on like our favorites and, you know, what we prefer to listen to but there's so many out there you know you have one that's called unsolved murders and we personally don't like it because as we mentioned earlier we don't like unsolved anything (laughs) we need a conclusion we need something at the end of it but like if there's something you know we're all all ears on something that you know you might have listened to that you think that we should give a try definitely so also reach out to us and tell us what yeah like hey i can't believe you don't like this try this episode listen to it it might be worth your while yeah so definitely definitely okay um so the next piece of our episode or the ending closing whatever you want to call it 
in the My Favorite Murder podcast, they do something that's called Hometown Murders. Um, and so instead of Hometown Murders necessarily, I, would, I wanted to see if we could end the episode with our hometown crimes. Mm-hmm. So we've each picked something that we know that we were there or experienced at the time of these crimes. Um, and we're going to tell you a very brief story about them. Um, and I'll let Anissa go first. Okay, cool. So I'm going to talk about one that I think was national news for months. Um, So, you know, it just so happened to be in our area that all of this happened. But the DC sniper is like took place in our backyard, essentially. So snipers. Well, snipers. Yes. But it's called the DC sniper. Yes. Ma'am. Yes. Um, So it took place in our backyard, honestly. And it's crazy but I mean I was in fourth grade and Em you were in sixth grade when Mm -hmm. this happened so like we were hearing about it things in our lives changed because of it so I feel like it would be only necessary or like important to talk about it well what do you remember from that time so I mean random little things like First off, there was an incident that happened at the Home Depot that we went to. Mm -hmm. Like, we would see it on the news, and my dad was like, wow, we were there. This is how, like, it got brought up to my attention because it was so close to home. My dad was like, whoa, we were there on Sunday, Mm -hmm. and he was there on Wednesday. Yeah. Like, it was very, very close and, like, freaky. Mm -hmm. But then, like, in school, like, we weren't allowed to, like, go to recess. We weren't, like, allowed outside. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it was very, like, that's when they started to introduce, like, bus numbers. Yep and you had to because like I rode the bus and you had to like line up inside where like where your bus was gonna go and then you in a single file line like one by one you were like going into the bus Um, and that happened for like months I remember that I was gonna say the bus line the recess and like soccer practices were canceled indefinitely you couldn't practice outside no sports could happen outside it was like because it was so close and it was so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I'll let you tell a little bit I mean, bit this more was like, story. it was like a six month, seven month, you know, increment. Right. So just to give a little background on the actual DC sniper and the attacks. So it took place in Maryland, Virginia, and DC. And then there was like, I think an incident or something in like Arizona mm-hmm. or some random city out there. And it was, it, you know, it's funny that we're talking about it now because it started on February 16th of 2002 Mm -hmm. so 20 years ago wow 20 years ago to basically the day almost to the day yeah and it ended on september 26th of that same year okay so it was like seven months seven months yeah seven months of like shooting um and then there was also like october 2nd to the 24th was the actual sniper attacks okay so they took like like a month break, basically not even a month break, like a few weeks. Yeah, and then that was when the actual like sniper attacks happened. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you have like, you know, there were seventeen total attacks. Ten people were killed, and seven in the preliminary shooting. Like ten were killed in the sniper attacks, mm-hmm. the Beltway one, and then seven in the preliminary shooting, mm-hmm. and then you had ten injuries. So. I mean, a lot. Yeah. And basically with this, you had two snipers. Mm -hmm. One was a 41-year-old man, and the other one was a 17-year-old kid. So it was John Allen and Lee Boyd. Mm -hmm. And they both obviously went to jail. Um, But in 2009, and I guess I knew this, but like 
obviously it slipped my mind. So I was kind of reading up on it a little bit earlier. And in 2009, they actually uh, lethally injected John Allen. And so he died in 2009 at the age of 48. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Lee Boyd is still in prison. Um, But he's in Virginia prison. And I think he is, it's like a life sentence with potential of parole. Yeah. Um, But the likelihood, I think, is very... um, little and didn't they didn't they find out that they were like they basically manipulated a car mm-hmm. and like cut hole yeah. basically in the trunk of a car yeah. and they were that was like the attacks wasn't right. it? it was like they were shooting out of the back of a car mm-hmm. and so it was really hard because you, you, couldn't, you couldn't see it right. right you just see a parked car you don't think like someone has a gun sticking out of the back of a right car. right so there was like a hole where like right above where the um, license plate is, mm-hmm. and they had New Jersey tags on it actually, because um, I looked at um, I looked at a picture of this earlier. But they had like like a cutout area, mm-hmm. but it also it was like an older car. It was like a 1990 or like something like that, mm-hmm. and so it looked kind of just like it was ripped off or something. Like you wouldn't think right. that someone deliberately put a hole there. Right. It kind of just looked like the car was falling apart. So. Yeah. I mean, they got away with it for quite some time. And I just remember, like, you know, people had so many conspiracy theories on, like, how and why and mm-hmm. all of this happening. But I was just shocked to know that, like, a 17-year-old kid was participating in this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously they had it tied to, like, terrorist attacks and all of that was, you know, in the picture it as was a so question. Close to 9/11. Right. It was right after 9 yeah. 11 that it was like, oh, yeah, you know, and I think at least John Allen was Muslim mm-hmm. or like identified as Muslim. Mm-hmm. So it was easy to kind of just pinpoint, like, hey, this is happening because of 9 11. Right. You know? Yeah. So anyway, what about yours? What's yours? I don't know if I missed anything on that one. I feel like I just told you guys so much detail. But <laughs> if for those people that like are younger and don't remember and stuff, this is definitely one to like look up if you live in our area. Just because it's kind of, I think I learned more about it, you know, reading into it recently, which is why I remember this one, than I did when I was like nine or 10, because I didn't understand nearly as much as I do now. It's just crazy to think back, though, at like how much we remember from being so young Mm -hmm. and how much that, like, this impacted a lot of, a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Like, this was not just a nice, I mean, you know, my heart breaks for the victims, families, and friends and everything. But, like, this was a widespread panic that was happening in all of these areas um, where people were just afraid to go outside. And it's just – it's crazy that we also have those memories of things being really different for a brief period of time. Right. Um, Yeah. So that is a good one. We got most of our information from Wikipedia. So (laughs) if you just do a quick Google search for the DC Sniper, DC Snipers – Um, You can read up a little bit more information on it. Yeah, definitely worth the read. Uh, So my story is a a little bit shorter. I'm not going to use names or anything um, because it was our neighbor growing up. Uh, We lived next door to what was a husband and wife. They had some marital troubles and eventually he was the only one living in the house next door. Uh, He wasn't all that nice of a man. Uh, He, you know, oftentimes you know, yelled at people for their dogs, maybe pooping in his, his yard or something like that. He just wasn't, wasn't all that friendly. Um, but apparently he really liked to go rock climbing and no one in the neighborhood really knew that. We didn't really know him all that well in general. Um, 
and he made it a, a passion of his that he would travel out to some like cliffs in Maryland and he would go rock climbing pretty often. And I guess he was just the kind of person who, if he saw other people rock climbing, he would try to help or like insert his own expertise and advice. And I don't know that that's always so well received by random people who might think they know what they're doing. And with his history of not always having the nicest demeanor, I'm sure some people were rubbed the wrong way by this right. kind of unsolicited advice. Right. I mean, if you think about our regular lives, when like someone tries to tell you how to do something that you kind of are trying to learn on your own or like tell, like pretends like they know 100% how to do it, right. uh, can rub you the wrong way if it's delivered poorly. Exactly. Exactly. So there was a younger guy, I think he was like in his 20s, something like that, who he had had some trouble with drug addiction, but he and uh, my neighbor had sort of struck up this weird friendship where he, my neighbor was a little bit of a mentor to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess one day they were out there and they were rock climbing and there was some sort of altercation between my neighbor and this young guy. Um, and I don't know if drugs were involved, but they don't, they don't know if he, maybe he was using again or what it was, but there maybe was a, just the anger. <laughs> it was, yeah, maybe just anger. Um, but there was some kind of fight and the guy hit my neighbor on the head with a claw hammer, which is like what you use to rock climb and like pull yourself up. Oh. And my neighbor fell from the cliff, and he unfortunately passed away. And so he was murdered, and people kind of heard the argument. I guess there were some witnesses. They didn't necessarily see the guy actually hit him in the head. Nobody actually saw the murder take place, but everyone saw the guy running away from the scene, saw my neighbor, you know, had fallen. Um, And so, yeah, so... It was a so no one witnessed like start to finish. No, there were okay. people who said they heard them arguing. There were people who said they found him laying laying there, um, and then other people said they saw a guy matching the description of this younger guy running away from that area wow. around the time in which they think. So that what it happened, happened to him? Uh, he ended up going to jail. I think he's still in jail. Um, I don't. How long ago was this? Not that long ago, maybe like five years, maybe six wow. years ago. Like it was not oh, that long super ago. Super recent. So, what do you remember? Like, were you like? Oh my god, I remember the news crews like coming to my my neighborhood and everybody asking questions about the neighbor. And it was hard because you know he had he had died, and so it was like he did not have a great reputation in the neighborhood. But you feel for that his family and his right, loved ones. Who, there were of course people who loved him. He didn't have to be the nicest guy in the world, but like. There were people right. who cared and about him. And you know him and, like, have had interactions with him. So right. that, like, right. it's still, you know, yeah, you have, a, a, I guess, a soft spot for. Right. So the news crews were coming around trying to get any information on him. I think people were trying to be honest but also trying to be respectful, you know, mm-hmm. to his family who had just suffered a loss. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that's really all I remember, I think. And the family doesn't live there anymore? His He had been estranged from his wife for a while, but I believe she was – the one who came back and kind of cleaned out his house. Um, that house has since been torn down and rebuilt up into a big, big, giant house, <laughs> which happens, you know, when when houses like it was a little house that was there. Just old, so yeah. yeah, and it was a little bit older. So yeah, so it's it's bittersweet story. I mean, not, not even sweet. It's just it's a sad story. And when anyone is killed, right. right? Like no matter. But it's crazy. Like you actually knew the person. Yeah. And- it was 
no wonder you love crime shit. It just follows you everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was the one that I, I, yeah, I didn't, I mean, thank God it it wasn't like he was killed in his house and there's it's the killer still on the loose or something, right? right? There's, there's a closure here. Right. Um, but obviously unfortunate that he had to lose his life, right? Like no one deserves that. Right. And I feel like we have, you know, like I know and I've heard of some people like dying or like being shot and killed, but they're very like, unless it's super, super well known, I feel like news is very hush hush about a lot of these people. You know what I mean? Like I just think about some stories, I don't know, someone at like one of the stores that I work with, they're like son was shot and killed like in like a fight not that long ago and I like googled it I looked it up everywhere and you can't find anything yeah and it's one of those things where you're like can you just give me a little bit more detail the only reason I know any of it is because you know word travels people are like oh did you hear what happened to that so-and-so's son Mm -hmm. and I'm like no and she's like yeah he was like 17 years old and there was like an altercation about like a girl or something and I think they were just trying to scare him and it ended up being like you know whatever right but it's so common Mm -hmm. and that's why there's so many podcasts and things about it Mm -hmm. like out there that we don't even realize that it could be something small that turns into a larger story or, you know, I have some favorite episodes that I listen to and it's kind of just like they're one-off scenarios, but they're so in depth Mm -hmm. and there's so much data and history and like what happened and how and why that you're like, you're so drawn in. You're like, well, how didn't they solve this crime? Right. Or like, you know, something that seems so little can be a part of something so much larger. Yeah. The ones that drive me crazy are when you're listening to an episode where, like, there was some very small error in, like, the DNA processing and it didn't get processed for, like, 10 years. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. somebody's body who was found 10 years ago wasn't identified and their families are still thinking this person's missing. Like, that kind of thing. It just, like, could be the smallest thing, right? It could be the smallest, like, didn't get sent to the right place at the right time or just there was a backlog of stuff and it didn't take priority because no one was pushing for it. Or how like back in the day you had to be like missing for X amount of hours before police would do anything about it. I think they still sometimes Sometimes, do that. Because if it's an adult, there is no proof that that person didn't just leave on their own. Right. If you went missing today and I called the cops and I was like, I know Anissa, she will always respond to me when I call and she has not responded to me the last four times I've called her. No one at work has seen her. No, you know, like right. I have all this evidence of like her family hasn't heard from her. No one's heard from her. They would still be like, we you need have to, to wait 48 hours <laughs> yeah. for her to be missing. It's crazy. Yeah. Because you, but they have no problem sitting at a traffic stop and, and stopping people left and mm-hmm. right. Like that's like, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, so basically long story short, there will always be true crime podcasts to Un- listen to. Unfortunately, that's the As unfortunate, we live in. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, and sometimes people like love listening to it so much that they start to do copycat type of things. Mm-hmm. Like so often I hear even just kind of like when you think of like Law & Order SVU, how it's like supposedly made up, a, a lot of it is made up. Mm-hmm. The amount of people that try to copy all of that shit and like take notes and all that stuff, it's sick. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah. we also get like, you know, like a kick out of watching that shit. Okay, I have to call out one Netflix. I just it just like came to my head. It's it's pretty it can get pretty dark and bad, but 
the ending is amazing because they do end up like finding this terrible, terrible person that they're talking about the entire show. Mm -hmm. And it's called Don't Fuck With Cats. And it's this whole thing about how this person started by hurting cats on the internet and posting videos of himself hurting cats. And I think you told me about this one. People, just regular citizens who were big cat lovers or like animal lovers who who somehow watched, like were able to come upon it, teamed up to track him down and, yeah. and like and and find him because he was really elusive like he was in all these different countries and he was had all these different ip addresses so it's really good it's really well done um and again for those who like a pretty bow there is a pretty bow at the end so <laughs> and you can watch it if you're not a like you know if maybe at some point if you guys are interested we can also talk about some of the shows and stuff that we watch we're talking about podcasts obviously because we're on a podcast and that's kind of just the vibe right now but i mean there's definitely like movies and shows and documentaries and things like that that kind of touch in on a lot of what we went over um yeah, yeah. you know today yeah all right well that's it for today guys as always thank you for listening and we hope that you follow along with us at one bottle of wine podcast on instagram and now tiktok um, i promise we'll start posting a little bit more on there soon uh, we look forward to uh sipping with you again next week cheers, cheers.